0: thank you for being with us today and making us a part of your day welcome to the quest we are so glad you guys chose to be with us especially if you're checking us out if you're checking us out we encourage you to scan the qr code that qr code will pop up a link that link will have information that will tell you a little bit about more about who we are as a church and what our passions are and our visions and we just encourage you to check that out if that information is important to you we always look forward to engage with people we always look forward to take next steps with people but we also understand that many people like to watch from the back row in other words they don't want that much human interaction and if that's you we completely understand and we're grateful that you're here with us no pressure when you're ready to take next steps with us you know the process so we encourage you to do that Listen, we always remind everyone that all of our talks are available in podcast form. All you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church on any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of and you'll find us there. You'll be able to listen online while you're exercising and doing whatever it is that you're doing. We encourage you to do that too if that's more convenient for you. Hey, so before we get started, how about if we pray together, it's always a good time to get to invite God into the chaos of our lives, invite God into where we're at right now in this moment to allow God to do what God wants to do, and that's to speak to you and I. So let's pray together. Father, we come to you and just thank you for your presence that's with us. Thank you because you've led us here. You've brought us here to this place this time to hear what we need to hear. Father, I just pray that the words that are spoken today would be words that would encourage, words that would instruct, words that would build up, words that would give faith to each person that's listening. Father, I just ask today that for those that are struggling and the circumstances of their lives may be overwhelming, and I ask that you would step in and give peace and hope and faith and healing, and you know the needs of each person that's listening. Father, I just ask that you would speak into their lives. I ask that you would help them and that you would be with them. Father, for all of us today, as we listen to this talk, I just ask you would open our hearts and allow us to hear with our hearts what you want to communicate with us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, once again, we're continuing our series entitled, I've Made Up My Mind. Our decisions are so important in our lives, and our choices create our lives. One of the statements that we've been making in this series is this, the decisions that we make today shape our lives in the future. The decisions that you and I make today shape our lives tomorrow. Who we become the direction of our lives the influence that we allow in our lives are all based on the decisions that we make today so the challenge that we face is this and you might want to write it down if we want our lives to be fully devoted to jesus it doesn't happen accidentally if our decisions reflect a partially devoted life to jesus you know where we only spend maybe a little time with god If we're only looking for what's easy if we're only looking for what's convenient and then nothing gets better in our lives well it's no wonder why we fall back into the same old sin it's no wonder why we rarely share our faith or that we care what people think or that we stop caring for people listen being fully devoted to Jesus happens when we're fully invested in Jesus and I understand that that is a process that's one of the things that's really important that we've been looking at in this series Following Jesus is a process. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all together. It's learning to follow Jesus. This process of being fully devoted to Jesus is a process of making up our minds and developing within us a single-minded pursuit of Jesus. Listen, as followers of Christ, we need to ask God for help in the decisions that we make. to to help us make up our mind. The scripture that we've been looking at, and a lot of this is found in Psalms, it says this, commit everything that you do to the Lord, trust him to help you, and he will. So with God's help, we will determine a course of action before the moment of decision. And the feeling that we've had every single week, I wanna continue, and that's this, write it down, we have to make up our mind now what we will do later. When faced with a situation, we have already made up our minds to take a certain course of action. Joshua, for example, was challenging the people of Israel with this very same idea. And you know the scripture, maybe you've heard it before, it says this, Joshua spoke to the people saying, choose you this day whom you will serve. They were torn between ancestral idols, the culture they lived in, the circumstances around them, and the influences in front of them. So what happens is their decisions for God we're all over the place. They were so inconsistent. Remember, as followers of Jesus, God is working in us a commitment to Jesus that is greater than the emotions of our day. God is shaping and changing in us our inconsistent and erratic tendencies into fully devoted decisions. And here's why that's important you can write this down. When our decisions for Jesus are not predetermined, we will always give Jesus less than he asks of us and less than he deserves. When we don't make up our mind first, our choices tend to reflect comfort over commitment. When we make up our mind now what our decisions for Jesus should be or will be later, we will eliminate compromise, walk intentionally with Jesus, and give him what he deserves. Our decisions will be based on faith. So in this series so far, we have looked at, I've made up my mind to follow Jesus, and in that, we've said this, you can write this down. We learn to follow Jesus one step of faith at a time. Learning to trust Jesus, learning to obey Jesus, learning to act on the faith that we have currently, learning to get out of my comfort zone to do what God is asking of me, to do what the Spirit of God is leading me to do. And then last week, we looked at this, I've made up my mind to stay with Jesus, to abide with Jesus. You can write this down. I've made up my mind that my meaning in life and my source of life come only from Jesus. In other words, I'm not looking to this world for the meaning of my life or the source of my life. Have you made Jesus the source of your life? Are you looking for happiness, joy, peace, and purpose in people, in your career, in your possessions, in your money? For Jesus to be the source of our lives, we have to be intentional about spending time with Him, looking to Him for meaning, and not basing our meaning on our feelings or the circumstances that are currently around us at the moment. So today what we're looking at, and you can write this down as well, I've made up my mind to serve Jesus. Have you made up your mind to serve Jesus? And what does that mean, really? Doesn't serving Jesus mean the same thing as following Jesus? Well, no, not necessarily. Jesus said it this way. He says, if any of you wants to serve me, then follow me. Then you'll be where I am, ready to serve at a moment's notice. The Father will honor and reward anyone who serves me. If we're going to serve Jesus, then we have to be present with Jesus, in tune with Jesus, looking for opportunities to serve Jesus, wanting opportunities to serve Jesus. We're looking for ways to follow Jesus' lead in our lives. Serving Jesus then means this, and you write it down. Jesus' mission in life becomes our mission in life. We are learning to identify with him. We value what he values. We do what he has done. We love what he loves. We make our lives about his life. His agenda becomes our our agenda what he's doing in our world we commit ourselves to in Romans it says this that God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach for goodness sake it's what God does with your life as he sets it right and puts it together and completes it with joy your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone pleasing the God above you, and proving your worth to the people around you. Don't miss that. Your task as a follower of Jesus is to single-mindedly serve Jesus. We're learning to put His agenda before our agenda in all things. We're learning to put His priorities in front of our priorities. We're actually looking for His priorities to replace our priorities. So we serve Jesus when this happens. And you write down, we serve Jesus when we serve others. If you want to serve Jesus, then you have to serve people. If you stay close to Jesus and you learn from Jesus, if you watch how he lives and what was on his agenda, you will find it's about people and it's about serving people. One time Jesus was with his disciples and they were celebrating Passover and an opportunity presented itself, not just to love, but to show how much Jesus loved his disciples and what love actually looked like. Not what was natural, but what was spiritual. In Jesus' day, they didn't have cars, they didn't have shoes. They had to walk everywhere they went and they wore sandals. So by the time they got to their destination, their feet were dirty. And when you went to someone's house, they would always have a servant that was there that would wash your feet as you came into the house. It was really a job that no one wanted. In our modern day vernacular, it would be an entry level job. So at this Passover feast, the disciples borrowed a facility where they could meet together, but they forgot to hire a servant to wash everyone's feet. And nobody wants to wash feet. Not even the servant wanted to, but it was something that had to be done. And I'm sure that there was an obvious tension in the room as to who would wash everyone's feet. So in this tension that's in the room, they started arguing about who is going to be greatest in God's kingdom. What they were doing was establishing a pecking order, as it were. And that way they would know the lowest one was going to be the one that washed everyone's feet. And it's in that tension that Jesus does the unthinkable. Jesus takes out a bowl and he takes out the towel and he starts walking to where the disciples are. And as the disciples are aware of what's about to happen, collectively their jaws hit the ground. Jesus sits down and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. And after he washes their feet, he says this, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Jesus is saying, this is what I expect of those who follow me, and that is to serve others. In other words, you can even write it down this way. Those who follow Jesus will be servants of Jesus. They will identify themselves as ones who serve Jesus by serving others. Jesus was giving an important lesson, a picture into the heart of a servant. And here's the lesson, if we don't learn to serve in insignificant ways, ways that nobody else wants to, we'll never learn how to serve with the right heart. What an important lesson. Jesus demonstrated that washing feet was about having a clean heart, not clean feet. A heart that was free of pride and arrogance, a heart that didn't put himself above the needs of others. It was a heart that recognized the significance of others. This was one of the great lessons that I learned while I was interning for ministry at a church. One of my jobs was cleaning the restrooms and partly because nobody else wanted to do it. It was a lesson I needed to learn. It was a lesson that most of us need to learn. And you only learn this lesson when you do what no one wants to do as well as no one wants to help you do it. Because what happens is some ugly things start rising to the surface in our lives. Attitudes that say, you know what, I'm too good for this job. Attitudes towards people saying, why don't they help me do this? Who do they think they are? And then on the other end, we can even develop attitudes that say, Well, I must be more spiritual than them if I'm willing to do it, and they are not. Basically, it's pride. And these are the kind of attitudes that have no place in our lives if we're going to effectively serve Jesus in serving others. That's what Jesus was dealing with in the disciples. They had the very same attitudes. Again, these are things that never come to surface in our lives until we're forced to do what others are not willing to do. There's also another time that Jesus addresses this very issue with his disciples. While they were talking about who was going to be greatest in Jesus' kingdom, Jesus said this, Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not be served and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. Jesus redefines greatness from God's perspective. And what Jesus does is he defines why we serve. And that's this you can write down. A servant serves not for self-recognition, but for the pleasure of the ones they serve. Again, the life of a Christ follower is not for us to be the focus, but for us to bring the focus to Jesus to bring attention to Jesus. And our focus has to be on Jesus. And here's something else to write down. We serve God in serving others. Just like loving God is in loving others, serving God is in serving others. If we're gonna serve Jesus, it happens in serving people. Jesus was talking about this issue when he was explaining about those that would go to heaven those who were demonstrating a love in their lives that have been changed by God. And Jesus says this, he says, For I was hungry, and you fed me, and I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink, and I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home, and I was naked, and you gave me clothing, and I was sick, and you cared for me, and I was in prison, and you visited me. And then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, Lord, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And Jesus says, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. That really shows us an important point that you might want to write down. The heart of a servant sees Jesus in everyone that they serve. It's easier to serve people that we think deserve it or people that are important because maybe in serving them, they will in turn bless us. What Jesus tells us to do is to bless those who can't bless us in return. So if we're going to have a heart of a servant, then we need to know the true priorities of a servant. And that would include this. A servant is focused on the needs of others. When we talk about serving others, when we look at serving people, when we talk about serving Jesus... Many are overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. The simple answer is find a need and meet it. Serving is when we commit to serving people's needs and it brings attention, it magnifies Jesus, not ourselves. In today's world, people fight to get to the top. They step on others to get and find their way to the top, actually. In today's churches, a lot of people elevate themselves by what they've done in the past. There are things that they refuse to do because, well, they're beneath me. Or because I've put my time in. I've done that myself in the past. It's time for somebody else to learn, not me. It's time for somebody else to step in, not me. See, Jesus also says this, you can write down. A servant puts service over status. To a Christ follower, we focus on the needs of others rather than our position rather than our standing rather than how long we've been walking with God rather than how mature we think that we are in Philippians 2 it says this do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of the others here's another priority of a servant and that's this a servant puts caring over convenience It's another expression of what a selfless life looks like, where we choose to care for people rather than choose a convenience in our lives that protects us or that allows us to do only what we want to do. It puts people's needs before our preferences you know this scripture, but I want to read it again. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us asking ourselves, how can I help? What, that's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waited right in helped out caring is the action of love that we say we have for people it's the demonstration of love that we have for people we'll never serve the needs of people nor will we ever serve the needs of the community that we live in or that our church resides in if our desire for convenience is greater than our desire to care for others we want to have an evidence of what a servant's heart looks like if we're going to serve jesus then our hearts have to reflect Jesus. So what does that look like? We're willing to do what seems insignificant. There is nothing insignificant about the love that we share for others. There is no act that is too small, nor is there any act that is too great. There's nothing that we can do that is beneath us. We do what's necessary and needed for the people around us. Also when we're looking at a servant's heart, it's willing to see people through the lens of grace and mercy. It's we're looking at people through what they need, not what they deserve. It's understanding their hurts. It's understanding their humanity. And it's willing to look past faults. It's willing to look past what they deserve to recognize what they need. Just like God gives us what we need, not what we deserve. Jesus said this. He said, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you i want to remind you that's exactly what jesus did for us he loves you through the lens of grace and mercy not what you deserve but what you need can i challenge you with something when it comes to serving others don't watch others and what they're doing don't get your example and your lead from other people get your example from jesus that's who we're following that's who we're serving that is the goal and just as a reminder It's this you can write down, you're never more like Jesus than when you serve others like Jesus. I want to remind you that Jesus served the Father by serving people. And I want to remind you that we serve Jesus in how we serve others and how we love others. We want to love others the way that we have been loved. Is that easy? No. Is it convenient? No. Is it necessary? Absolutely. I want to encourage you to make up your mind now that when the opportunity arises, that the moment of decision, you've already made up your mind that you're going to serve Jesus. You're gonna come into an environment looking to serve Jesus, looking to serve the people that are there in front of you, not trying to hide, not trying to fit in. You come with an agenda, God, how are you gonna use me today? And I want to serve Jesus today in serving the people that are around me. Not giving them what they deserve, but giving them what they need. Grace, mercy, love, forgiveness. Sometimes we think that it's more important for us to tell people what we think they need to hear, rather than to build them up with love and grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is going to take our words and is going to shape in them a heart of love for God. A connection with God listen in following Jesus we must serve Jesus in serving others remember Jesus said if anybody wants to serve me he needs to follow me then you will be where he is at and ready to serve at a moment's notice make up your mind today that Jesus's agenda is going to be your agenda that you have already chosen you've already made up your mind that your life is going to be about serving Jesus, and that gets lived out in serving others. I'd like to pray with you. And listen, as we say every week, we can't serve Jesus until we step into relationship with Jesus, and we, can't, and we have to surrender ourselves to Jesus. So I want to encourage you, if you've not done that, to surrender your heart to Christ and to tell Jesus that you want your life to be about Him, that you're not doing this on your own strength. We need the strength of the Holy Spirit in us. And that happens when we step into relationship with Jesus, when we surrender our hearts to Jesus. When we make God the center of our lives, when we accept what Jesus did on the cross for us, that He rose from the grave for us, then we stepped into a Christ-centric life. And there's nothing like that life. I want to encourage you to step into that. Let's pray together. You talk to Jesus with your own words. Heavenly Father, we come to you and we just surrender ourselves anew and afresh, each one of us. You know our hearts and you know our lives. You know how we are prone to be self-centered. You know how we are prone to be self-absorbed. And Father, today as we step into following you, Father, you see the hearts of those that are relinquishing or surrendering, I should say, their lives to you that they are giving their hearts and giving their lives to you and they're asking you to be the center of their lives. Father, as you listen to their prayers, they today accept your son for what he did on the cross for them. He paid the punishment for their sins. They accept that your son Jesus was rose from the grave on their behalf and gives new life to them. So today, each one of us accept that and embrace that and we ask that your new life this life would fill us to overflowing and allow us to love others to serve others and help our service to people come from a place of serving our savior jesus may we love others as we have been loved may we serve others as we have been served may we give to others what we have been given grace love mercy and forgiveness help us to make that our agenda not just today but every day we ask that in jesus name amen i just want to remind you that it is a learning process i want to remind you that this is not perfection i want to remind you that you're going to succeed and you're going to fail and i want to remind you that you're going to forget at times and then the holy spirit's going to remind you and then you're going to, have to get back on track and that is the process of learning to serve jesus it's the process of learning to look at others through a lens of grace and mercy. It's it's the process of learning to see Jesus in those around us. It doesn't come naturally. The Holy Spirit has to remind us, but we have to allow that to happen. Listen, when we learn to meet the needs of others, when we serve Jesus in serving others, our needs in return are met. I just don't want you to give up in the process of loving God and loving people, of serving Jesus by serving people. I also want to encourage you and remind you, get into a small group, get into a connection group where you can grow with people, where you can walk with people and get the encouragement and prayer that you need from one another. Scripture is super clear that we as a church exist on one another's. We love, encourage, pray, support, forgive, We do all these one another's to one another because it builds us up and it teaches us how to function as the body of Christ. If you're not in a connection group, scan the QR code. That QR code will connect you to our website where you can find information about our connection groups. and We would love for you to get plugged into one. I also want to thank you guys for your financial gifts and your financial support to the Quest and allowing us to continue to carry out the vision that God's given to us and to reach people. Thank you so very much. We know that God blesses us when we give. We know that God blesses us when we act in obedience. And so I just want to encourage you to be faithful in that area if you have not. And if you have, thank you so, so very much. We do not take that for granted. If you have any needs in your life and you need someone to walk with you through something or pray with you, we want to encourage you to scan the QR code. That QR code will get us connected. We would love to do that. Listen, have a great rest of your week. God's best to you. Serve Jesus well today in serving others well. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.